your favorite fighter has it looks like he's in talks to fight someone you've never heard of for about forty million dollars. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez, folks. Not my favorite dude. Canelo Alvarez is they're looking at his Cinco Another de Mayo tier. date of being uh uh it, taking place a fight in Japan against Murata. Now, this is part of an 11-fight, $365 million deal, which, as you heard when we announced it on the Ozone, the problem that everybody has with it, we talked about it when it first broke, is when you give a guy that kind of money, you're basically saying he needs to be knocked out, drug out of the stadium to get a loss. Left in the parking lot. (laughs) And then maybe he'll get the decision. (laughs) Depending on the judges. Then maybe. Depending on the judges. Maybe. Maybe. Now people people go hard on us because they say we go hard on, too hard on Canelo, but there's this this is just bad for the sport. Yeah, and you know what? There's guys he can fight that exactly. are up to a lot of them. A Wait, lot of them. Well, that's the problem in boxing now is can you fight the guys who are in front of you or should be? And this is why UFC has been able to inch in and edge in on boxing's territory. Well, this guy that he's getting ready to fight is what fourteen and two yeah, or something like that. Come on, dude. Well, Canelo's fifty nine and fifty nine one and two. Yeah. But that's kind of the UFC style, right? Like UFC, oh, but, but we, that, that, we take a guy, we give him a bunch of tomato cans, we build him up a record. Oh, he's undefeated. Or he has only one loss in his career. He's amazing. Title shot. Oh, look, he disappeared. Next yeah, but the, but the thing is, is in UFC, guys also may be like, and you have the potential nine and five, but they, but you never know who could win because they, because they, they might have went back to the lab and worked oh, yeah. on the move, or that, you could break somebody's leg, and all yeah. of a sudden this guy's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I, in boxing, yeah. the chances of these guys. It's so the lopsided. chances of this guy beating Canelo are so far. I mean, the versus, dude, first versus, of all, he can't win a decision. He's no. never going to win a decision. No. And so, he's not a knockout artist. Versus the five to six guys that are just off the top of your head that he could fight that would be compelling fights. But to see, and this is the thing is, it's and this is where Floyd was smart. And he hurt the sport. But he hurt the sport is you're fighting guys who unless – Unless God inhabits that guy's body and throws lightning, <laughs> they this will guy's never beat you. he's never going to knock never him gonna out. Never going to knock right? him out. Yeah. So unless some kind of divine intervention happens, yep, or unless someone takes a dive, and, and okay, I did a film. I did a film once. I tell people this all the time. I did a film once uh, where I played a crooked boxing promoter, and they had me uh, uh, shadow a guy in New York City that was a boxing promoter, and his main thing that he imparted to me was, "Look, it's fixed." You may not want to believe it for as a as a as a fan or uh, uh, or as an athlete yourself," he said. "But this stuff is fixed, and it's not fixed in the way that you think it's obvious that a guy just takes a dive. Guys take a dive via the ref, via the judges, via the guy who's the beneficiary of the dive doesn't usually know, so that you continue to pump his confidence until it's his turn, and then you once it's his turn to take the dive, you toy with him and you play with his confidence, you play with his mind, right?" Uh, in this scenario, I have to go on record every time and say this. I don't believe Canelo Alvarez is afraid to fight anybody on the planet. I don't think Canelo Alvarez is afraid to fight Anthony Joshua. I don't think he's a coward anyway. That's the I, thing I people think, say that I hate. I, 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 I don't think that. I do think that he is A-OK with benefiting from the system that he was able to get to the top of with assistance. Yeah. 
And well, now that's I told the, you that's the problem that I have. But I just told you the other day I didn't believe Canelo was a part of this until this fight got announced. And I was, because I kept going back and forth with him, saying, "Literally, dude, you think he knows what's going on?" And we would go back and forth. I believe that he knows now, and I honestly believe that it's not a fear factor because I don't believe that fighters are afraid. But I do believe that Canelo is not willing to take a chance on losing. This is the same reason why there's no way that he could think that he won that first Triple G fight. There is no way on the planet. That he could think that he won that fight. No, but here's 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 what happens. Unfortunately, is we are invested in the hero mentality and wow, preach on it, right? So then we have to set up the hero, and then we have to draw him out because that's how the money's made, right? right? So we just keep drawing him out. And here's again what people who don't love the sport they just pony up and show up and give people money for a fight that's going to be boring. Yeah, like that's the part that sucks. Is it's it's Here not lies fun. Up, that's a, this is the problem. This isn't all right. Anyway, that that's that's anybody who doesn't want to because everybody thinks that that it's a personal thing that we have, but in no. real life, I just want to see what's best for the sport. Him, I'd rather see him fight Charlo. I'd rather see him fight. I'd even rather see him fight Bubu Andrade. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Sergey Derevchenko. Yeah. I, I obviously I would like to see the third Triple G fight. Yeah, if we want to go up to one sixty eight. Fight Caleb Plant, fight Callum Smith, fight David Benavidez Jr. I don't think you should go to 175 because you no. already picked the tomato can of 175 and it yeah, looked like he it. took a dive. Yeah. Uh, and, and you don't want any work with Artur Better Biev. Uh, uh, you, you definitely don't want any work with Bivol. You know, I just don't, you know, it, it makes me look like a hater, but at the same time, I'm just telling it like it is, and when you read the comment section, you recognize that we're not alone in this. No, no, and this is the problem that boxing has as a sport, right? When you think back to great all-time boxers, it's because they fought people. They I mean, fought at everybody. the right time. Well, yes. and, like, I used to know Randy Shields, right? Okay. Almost nobody knows who Randy Shields is unless you're a real boxing mm-hmm. guy, right? But you look at the list of guys that he fought. He fought real boxers. He fought. He's got a history, right? How is he supposed to be undefeated? Well, he that, can't be undefeated well, with that I mean, with that with the with the lineup. Right. And and you look at these old-time boxers, right? You look at Hearns and you you know Are you, know, you crazy? Right? Like Hagler, like Leonard. Hagler, I mean, Leonard. Man, come on, like, man. You got you got Julio Cesar Chavez. The B-level guys in that era ran would run the table now. Well, the B-level guys, a guy like Terry Norris Yep. Who fought everybody. Let me tell you something. A guy like Iran Barkley. Yep. Yep. But, 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 everybody. but even Floyd Mayweather Sr. Yep. I mean, come on, dude. And Roger. Yeah, yeah, and Roger. Both of them. They would have run it because the thing is, they... And forget about Purnell. But forget see, about Purnell Whitaker and Meldrick Taylor and right. all these guys. Well, and that's the thing is, but that's why we still remember those guys. But uh, to play devil's advocate, that is also why these guys die young. I catch them in the gym sometimes walking around and they don't, they don't, they, they have the CTE. Right. They take the punishment. It is what you're signing but up for. You signed up for that. Well, this is the you thing. You didn't necessarily sign up for CTE, but I, I, I <laughs> Well, but that's again. But that's you kind of did. I hope not. But, yeah, but, but you kind of did. But that's like sports, right? That's why wealthy athletes aren't going into these sports anymore. That's right. why, that's the other problem. That's part 100%. of the reason why we're, we're losing boxing, right? Yes. And it's the same reason like UFC, right? These guys come up, they're all in. Yeah. And they get knocked out or take a little damage, and they transition into an announcer. They're on ESPN. They're, right. And I don't blame them, right? You made your way. And this is also the economics of sports in this country in particular because we push sports. The economics is – Big business. It's huge business. 
youth sports is like a fifteen billion dollar a year right. industry, money. right? And you're Travel looking, ball, AAU. yeah, and you're looking at college, right? This is why minority athletes are getting pushed out of college. And there's no, and it's also why they're getting pushed into college without getting paid. Yeah, is <laughs> because yeah. they're making other people a lot of dough. They're that making they don't trillions of dough. A trillion, right? Right. crazy dough. Right, and crazy that, and dough. This is the thing: we're losing the sport. Mm-hmm. But you can't blame the guy who goes. Hey, I can't be it. mad at Canelo no, because it's if, the, this it's is the world this he's is going to be the the fifth fight out of that deal, oh. something like that, of which three of them have been suspect, I want to say. Danny Jacobs was the only one. And now I have to question Danny Jacobs. Jeez. Well, <laughs> see, but then who in this time period, right? That, which also is not on Canelo, though. No, that's no. not. So no, it's Canelo not. Canelo took the right fight, and that fight was with the guy that actually posed a threat. I, I can't. So that's a that's a tricky line there. but No, no, I know what you're saying, but just going back to what you said about what how you worked in the films, in the film, and the whole theory that applies to that bout, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, I just, I, if, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say. No, no, I'm not going to question know, Danny's question. integrity. No, but do you think because that fight was so dangerous that these are now like, oh no, we can't get that close again? Yeah. Perhaps, right? Perhaps, yeah. but like, this is what we're saying. Oh, oh, we almost lost our investment. If, if, they almost if, lost it against Kovalev. He yep. wouldn't throw his punches. Yep. It's such a, it's just, it's unbelievable. But on the flip side, the one thing, the last thing I'm going to stick with that is you could also say, though, they're protecting their investment in a different way because the zone is huge in Japan. And they're having this fight in Japan. This guy's supposed to be a megastar in Japan. This is yep. what I'm saying. So actually, I can be mad all I want. But this is actually good business for the people that own the zone and it helps enhance the subscribers. And it might and help they're boxing. Using, and in that, it actually might help boxing if he goes over there and gives the guy a spectacular knockout and you have a big piece of Japan. Now, the bigger issue that I have is in a world where guys only fight two times a year, it's hard to squander one of those fights on something that doesn't really matter. Right. Moving on in, yeah. in the boxing, though, uh, in a not surprising but stupid move, Andy Reese Jr. fired Manny Robles. He's trying to blame him for his his lack of conditioning. What did Manny Robles? Manny Robles can't make you show up to the gym. Can't make you show up, dude. I'm texting you. I'm calling you. Uh, What do you want me to do? You weigh 300 pounds. I can't even push you in the gym. (laughs) What (laughs) What do you want me to do? But that's the thing. I mean, how many times do you see a fighter in particular, in the fighting game in particular, where guys start to either sleep their way out of or eat their way out of the sport. All the time. And we talk about it. It's mm-hmm. not even just boxers. Yeah. This is, this is, but, but in Andy's situation, this was so clear cut. This was like, you know, and, and then when you listen after the fight, the way that he apologized to Manny Robles and the way that he apologized to his father, who both of them were like, both, they seem united in the sense yes. that it was like, hey man, we, we played too much. You. But now he's out. And the thing is, is you come to find that, Andy Ruiz Sr. is Andy Ruiz Jr.'s manager. Mm. I didn't know that. And so I thought he was just his dad. I no. did too. Just his dad. No. That was, you know what I mean? So he's he's his manager, and he's the one who delivered the news because we kept, the word on the curb kept being after the fight. Manny was like, man, I've been at the gym. I haven't heard from Andy. I don't know what to tell you guys. Right. I'm calling him or texting him. He, he, he won't come through. And that was that was even the word a little bit before the fight. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we find out that Andy's training himself. And then Andy comes out at and the says restaurant. he's training himself <laughs> for the, for the See, Nathan's, that's, that's for so the Nathan's hot dog competition. But, man, that was a good line. That was wrong, but it was good. Yeah, that, that, that just 
there's not really much to cover there. It's just really I don't I don't appreciate this it. is a, this is goes back to square one, man. You got Deflate Gate and the guy who who let the air out of the ball gets in trouble. <laughs> it does. I mean, come on, dude. Well, I some of these trainers, right? They build these guys. They build them and build them and build them. And then same thing. I'm always like, okay, who stepped in and swooped in and made this big decision? Because yeah. now the question is, what comes next? We're going to see what comes next because I think they're trying to go with a new year, new you approach. He Ultimately, White, I believe. And he's going to get knocked out if he he's doesn't get, 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 in get knocked out anyway. Uh, Andrew Ruiz and in shape Andy Ruiz, his version of in shape, can be a serious problem for everybody in the heavyweight division. I don't believe that he's he's interested. He's tasted, uh, pun intended, big money. He's tasted like, you know, crazy money. If Andy gets one more fight, does Andy or any other Ruiz ever need to do anything again? Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's— I mean, there's this talk that he got $30 million for that, that Joshua rematch. He got $6 million for the first fight. Let's not act like that's chump change. So we talk not, about crazy numbers. I, I know, you know in what sports, I mean? right? We're like, he only made $6 million. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> What's he going to do? Right? What, uh, man, that's chump change. Yeah. I mean, everybody else is – and you're like – Six, I'll take six. Six million dollars. There's a lot of people going six. Six what? Yeah, exactly. What do I exactly. say? Exactly. Yeah, let Anthony Joshua knock me out yeah, for six. Right? But no, that, he knocked you out for cheaper. No, I got, I got a coupon. No, don't do it. Don't give it to him. I got a coupon. Dude. Come on in, Anthony. We got him. Line him up. Line him up. Oh, don't jerk. Fish wants some too. <laughs> got a two for one. Oh, two for one. <laughs> give me my six million. It's all good. But yeah, so so you have that. Uh, we got a fight that's actually going on right now. We'll talk about that uh, on the next pod with Danny Garcia is making his return. Uh, and Jared Hurd is making his return for the first fight since he got knocked out by J-Rock. And he won that fight. He got some rounds in and he ended up winning the fight against Santana. But the the uh, the fight that I want to talk about is J-Rock, Julian Williams, losing his belts at home to the Cuban banana, Jason Rosario, which was awesome because I was watching the fight. And the gym that I trained at in Miami, the trainers were his trainers. Oh, wow. These are guys that have put me through the paces and watched me sweat and, you know what I mean, the whole song and dance. And I was like, oh, there he is in the, in the thing. And I tell you, this kid's going to be a problem in 54 for everybody. He Did you end up watching some, the fight? Yeah, yeah, he dropped some bombs. Man, he dropped the ones and twos. It wasn't, this wasn't a situation where Julian Williams wasn't prepared. No, no. He just he got, got over, he got overpowered. He, he got over, but he got yeah. walked through. And those hands look heavy. Oh my, oh, goodness. my goodness. Heavy and fast. Sledgehammers. They, they, wow. They were heavy, but they were fast. You saw him at the beginning, first couple rounds when they were trading. J-Rock was landing his bunches. Yeah. Yep. And the dude was landing his bunches yeah. like, hey, now, okay. The, and that's the problem. this. <laughs> yes. And he was like. Okay. Yeah, I can take yours. Yeah. Can you take this? Yes, now I'm about to go to fifth gear. <laughs> All right. right. And, and then I'm chirping just, out. I got positive. It was like, uh-oh. And you Man. saw J-Rock's leg goes like, oh, okay, he's in a little and trouble. They, and they even went and talked to his, his, even his come back. trainer. Yeah. His trainer was like, yeah, we knew this was, a, he was going to, but we're prepared. We're prepared for a real fight. Right. Wow. And he got beat up. And then people had the nerve to talk about that was a premature stoppage. When you want to see the guy get his brains beat in? Right. He was, he was, that was, that was see, right on time. That was, that was great work by the ref. It, it is. And, and that's one of those examples where people want to get mad because they wanted to see the knockout. Right. But you got to see a knockout. But, but he right. was out on yeah. his feet. But we're in a different world now. Like you can't let him take two or three more monster shots. Yeah. And then hit Guaranteed the yeah. CTE. Well, yeah. that's the thing. If, if not worse, as, immediately. Especially if he hits the ground after right. that. Like, 
that he was the right terrible. stop. Man, right? he got beat up. He was getting beat up. He was about to get really, really but, hurt. But his right. game plan was flawed, though. You needed He needed to work off of that jab, and, and with a guy that thumps like that, you got to keep him at bay and, work, and soften him up yep. to get him to slide he into the one, two, one, two, two. So you know? big. Yes. And then, but, he but, so but he went out there. He went out there and tried to outslug the slugger. A little 154. And I think that was the problem with. Too much heart. And and also with him fighting at home and, yeah. he, and with the way that he acquired the belts from Jared Hurd by beating a slugger. Right. You know what I mean? Because he, he actually ended up breaking down Jared Hurd and getting him out of there. And Jared Hurd was known as the biggest puncher in the league at 54. Yeah, and you come in thinking, oh, if I, I can do it to Hurd. If I can do it to him. That's I, it. And, and and then it's the hometown thing, too. And the hometown thing is enormous. People, you ne- can't, people never talk about right. it. You can't, because Evander Holyfield almost ran into it back in the day in Atlanta and almost lost his belt. Your boy Javante Davis almost did the same thing just happened to yeah. him with a guy with a torn Achilles. With Achilles! <laughs> he fooled around with Achilles, and he still had a hard time getting that dude out of there. Yeah. You look at his face, he got touched in that fight, which makes no sense. With the homie Agamboa, with Yorokis. Uh, but yeah, so now, you know, what's next for Jason? I, I love seeing his face when he won, though, man. He yeah. Man, that dude, he did the That's work, awesome, and he man. was so, oh, it was beautiful. And that you know beautiful. what was beautiful yes. about it, though, is that J-Rock actually prepared for it. And he prepared uh, yeah. for that fight. It wasn't like he, it, didn't, he didn't come I in there prepared. J-Rock. I respect J-Rock. Yeah. I respect yeah. I respect so, them both. See, but, the better guy won that night. Yes. yes. But that's great boxing. Like, sure is. Like, that's what that's boxing an even needs, matchup. right? Yes. Boxing needs that where you look at it and you go, wow, I want to see those two. I want to see both want, of them. See, even if it's not yeah. against each other. I, yeah. just, right. I, just want I'm not, I don't think Julian Williams is done. No. He's got to go back to the lab. Yeah. And I think, but that's what great boxing is, right? The first time you really get tested, yeah. you learn something about the box. Right. The first time you get knocked out, you learn, can that guy overcome the fear, right? Because until you've been knocked out- You don't know. You don't know. And that's 100%. what defines whether you're a great boxer. Oh, or listen, a good boxer. We, we, yeah. we talk about it. Who's All your the favorite way fighter? Oh, man. All time. Oh, you got to cover it all. He gave me the hand. It was, it was, it was up there. I'm looking Chew at it in space it. all the time. Give it, give it, keep it going because we uh, want to keep it, keep it moving. Sh- maybe Sugar. Sugar Ray Robinson or Leonard? Leonard. Only, mm. beca- only because <laughs> I, I like, wait, wow. Mm, no judgment there. <laughs> There's something about the style and the speed and the people that were there at the time, I think. Nobody's questioning Sugar Ray Leonard's. Uh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like Robinson, there's Sugarway Robinson fought everybody. He it, I did. mean, he didn't hardly lose until the end, and his record is like on it's the next. It is. Next, then next he took level. it to Mexico. It's then he took it to Mexico. More. <laughs> but you start looking at that time period. I don't. I don't have the same love for that time period, and maybe it's because you, you don't weren't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, right. that about to say. Right. I think that has a lot to do with right. It. Like it's hard. You, there's so much nostalgia involved when you think of fights. Yeah. You know what I mean. You think of who yeah. you watched them with. Yeah. Where, where you were. Yeah. And so it's so tied to you. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard. We can only look at footage. It's almost. It's it's like ball players. You know what yeah. I mean. I mean, I I tell people all the time. I personally can make a very strong argument that Ricky Henderson is the greatest baseball player of all yeah. time. People think I'm crazy until I actually get into it. And but they look at I, his numbers. And they look at his numbers. <laughs> like, and, and but if you but if you ever watched a collection of games. I don't know if I saw a guy dominate the game top Big to time bottom games. like Ricky Anderson. And you had to watch him. Like, oh, like must see TV. He was like, must yeah, see TV. Every time. And 162 games a year, he's must see TV. Okay, when Lofton came in, when he talked about second base, did he talk about stealing at second base? Did he talk about what you look for? Did he talk about shoulders and elbows? Well, one of the things that he talked to about us was the fact that 
the sidestep, the slide step changed the game, changed yes. the, the base stealing game. Yeah. And about how, how it changed his personal game and how he was still able to, to succeed at that point. And even if you look at Ricky's numbers on the slide step, one of the things that made Ricky so impressive was he was still able to steal, but they were, he wasn't stealing 130 bases a year like he was when the slide step wasn't invented. But no, he incorporated. Wasn't yeah, Ricky, incorporated. Ricky is the first guy I ever heard talk about elbows, about watching elbows mm-hmm. to steal from second to third. He goes, the easiest base is steal. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, you know, watch the hands, watch the feet. What? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he goes, just watch his elbow. He can't throw you the ball without it. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, and man, I had I got the I got the opportunity to hang out with Ricky Anderson a couple of times. Amazing! I got, he bought me dinner, and I tried everything I could to to get the check. He wouldn't let me get it. Awesome. We had great conversations. Yeah, oh man, un- unbelievable! My favorite, must watch. He was, must he was, watch. It was like you can't even you can't. But see, that's the same thing I'm saying about the fighting. Yeah. You can't explain what it was like to watch Ricky Henderson in 1988, right. 1980, yeah. 1979 to 2000. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. have to really you yeah. need you, you need to get a grasp yeah. on a on a Ricky rally. I mean, you have to understand what a Ricky, Ricky rally, rally even is. Yeah. I know you don't even know there's what a, that is. A, nobody I mean, can do that. I hate to go down the, to the rabbit hole, but honestly, let's go. There's, there's. <laughs> I can't think of one other guy I want in the clutch situation as far as as far as his abilities. Tight game, nothing, nothing. Seventh, eighth inning. Other than Ricky Henderson. Oh, he was special. I don't know. I mean, he maybe a bomb. He maybe Ozzy Smith with the triple. Oh, yeah. I loved Ozzy, but offensively. Are you Ozzie crazy? Big time he was a player. clutch player. Yeah. That's this is what we're talking he's about. Clutch. And he's a three hundred guy. He so is it's not a like guy, but he give you a big bomb. In the, he doesn't even hit for power. He give you a he will give you a bomb. And he's cool now. And he's the coolest guy in the world. We can hang out with Ozzy. Oh my god, he's the coolest, best guy ever. Talk to you about the game. He is the most amazing guy. And there's nobody else in this vein. I mean, we go back to baseball. Unfortunately, guys, it always comes back to baseball. Sorry, my inputs. You know. um with with this whoever this bozo is that didn't vote for Derek Jeter to get in the Hall of Fame, uh, yeah, I'd be ashamed. He sure should, and he should reveal himself. <laughs> Mike Fryers, I have a question for you. <laughs> Who didn't vote for Derek? <laughs> Forget the Astros. Who didn't vote for Derek Jeter? Because what I will say is, sides, no sides, whatever else. If Derek Jeter was on that Yankee squad, they would have got it done. <laughs> or if he lying. was on that Dodger squad, they yeah. would have got it. I don't care if you got the sides or whatever else. That dude was going to figure out how to get it he done. He found a way. He found a way. Always. Always. And the only thing that I got into was talking to somebody on uh, on on Twitter the other day. So they were talking about the Jeter. And I was like, first ballot, like without yeah. – no, it should be unanimous. And I said, but – they said, hey, uh, where do you think uh, – where do you have Jeter? I was like, you know, off the top of my head, he's, he's in my top – Five top ten for short steps. I said he's nowhere near the, the wizard. No, I don't know anybody. So you now you got two. You got two things that you're gonna have to think of. One was your favorite fighter. Yeah, well, you, you already gave it. Oh, you, you gave, gave Sugar Ray. I don't know anybody in any other sport who is clearly the greatest at their position more so than Oswald Smith. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. I, mean, I, there, I don't know anybody you could say he is the best pitcher of all time. He is the best quarterback of all time. Oh, no, but he is the shortstop. He is the best shortstop of all time, bar none. Yeah, he is. And there were guys who were special. I mean, oh, I, mean, yep. I mean, you look at guys like Omar Vizquel who yeah. played in. Look at Barry Larkin. Yep. If Barry Larkin doesn't play when Ozzie Smith is playing, yep, we're talking one. about Barry Larkin like maybe right. the greatest shortstop of all time. Right, but His numbers are crazy. He's a world champion. Yep. He's, he's clutch. You know what I mean? See, but the time period, too, because, like, Ozzy would come out and do the backflip. Ozzy was beautiful. Right, right, beautiful. Nowadays, no one would let him do that. They sure – they tried to stop him then. I know. And they couldn't stop him. But now – 
But what about him throwing his arm out and still being able to? Oh you throw your God. arm out and you're still you're still a monster. And he used to have a hose. Oh, an unbelievable arm. He brought unbelievable the, he brought the, he brought that out throwing it on the run yes. like that. He, 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 the run. he brought it out. He and, brought it to the league. He brought it to the league. Learning to he led the league. Back, <laughs> bounce <laughs> what that you? thing on the turf. 90, 50, 40. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, while we're online right now, sorry, LeBron James just passed Kobe Bryant on the all-time scoring list. Oh, good for him. Yeah, and that uh, and that is a, a big deal. I think he's. I think I think on track, twenty one twenty two season to pass Malone, and then twenty two twenty three to potentially make a run if for he Kareem? stays on the for Kareem if he stays on the same trajectory. Wow. It's crazy. That's that is crazy. He he is the best all around player. Like you know the most complete player we've ever yeah, seen in basketball. Because Magic <laughs> Magic's career got cut short. So I yeah, be, it's be unfortunate. Because because I personally think Magic Johnson and I I was I am not and was not a Laker fan. No. If there's somebody I would not bet against, it yeah. is. I'm talking about all time. It is Magic Johnson. Yeah. Magic Johnson could do it all, and that's the thing. And and well, and clutch. Yep. Yeah. yeah I'm that's the only. That's the only knock I ever have, and I love LeBron James. The only knock I ever have is because I don't like LeBron in the clutch. See, the that's prob- the only problem I have. with The him. problem everybody has with LeBron in the clutch is exactly what we would tell. If you were a coach, you'd tell your team, and exactly what you would ask a player is, make the right basketball play, not the right ego play. But then at the end of the game, you're like, you're the man. And, and that's always the right I basketball you, play. Right? I need you. Right. You being the man yes. is always the right, right. basketball well, play. Well, but this is an American thing. Don't give it to Dudley. Don't give it to Dudley. Yeah, but this is something that I said back, I told him offline before, is just that I feel like LeBron not having a father might play into that a little bit. This is a great point. That, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier. That's all the more the reason that what he's done as a man yes, is even some, more impressive, yes, right? Really it sure is. Because no, usually that goes the yep, other way. And he's made no excuses about it. Right. You don't ever hear him complain about no. it or whine about it. I didn't have uh-uh. an example or nobody taught me how right. to do this. The man steps up and is a man's man in an all the way around. Way, Louise, right? ex- except at the end of the game where he needs to get the alpha male and he's yeah. not doing it. I live with it because I'm all I'm because you, all, get, you have to appreciate yeah, the rest. I've always work. stood for him, even when he came out of high school. He just was, needs one shooter. Yeah, he just needs yeah, one guy I'm to not, hide in the corner. Or, or if it's not a shooter, I actually think he needs a closer. Yeah, it could be. I don't. Player. I don't think he needs. Well, that's where Kyrie. I don't, I don't think that's that's why it's Kyrie. He just needs one piece, which isn't something to be. Uh, nothing to be uh, uh, ashamed of or to knock him. Okay, because no. if you look at all of these other guys that he's always in the conversation with, yeah. they're all on monster squads. Yeah, and I monster love, squads. I love Davis. Kobe I, and Shaq's squad was a monster squad. Oh, if nothing else, Carmelo, forget, Michael forget Jordan. About, forget about <laughs> Kareem. Uh, forget about Shaq. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the team is a yeah. monster squad. Ori and all those guys. I mean, yeah. Fisher, everybody. But Glenn Rice. Can Rick Fox. Can Kuzma be that guy? No. Nah. And no. They shouldn't have got rid of Brandon Ingram. That's what they shouldn't have done. Well, yeah. But they, but it, it didn't, they didn't work. Th- they didn't think he was ever going to be athletic. They never and, gave him a chance. Physical enough. They thought he was too too slight. Well, that the thing was, is, that is that, that 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 mentally it was Kids never going to work. Between they, there was a mental, there's a mental component to this that I think that one thing that I'm watching and from talking to the NBA guys that I talked to, one thing that's really interesting is the LeBron effect. Mm-hmm. And the LeBron effect is different than the Jordan effect or the Kobe effect, where actually the guys seem like terrible teammates to have uh, from a fan perspective. You're like, man, I wouldn't really want to play with that guy, but he is going to help me get the ring. And chances are, because I'm under so much pressure, I am going to make the shot or I am going to do this or I am going to do that. The way that it gets kind of sold to me is it's not that with LeBron, 
because the shadow of LeBron, the man and LeBron, the global supernova superstar is so great that he's always protected and can do no wrong. Even when he's he playing GM yeah. and he's playing coach and he's playing all stuff, which actually is wrong. Right. So you can never win. You yeah. Never you win. just can never win. Yeah. At which point that doesn't make you want to be on his team, despite the fact that you would think everybody should want to be on the best players team. You went down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to. <laughs> back to ba- back to boxing. Um, you good, Ernie? So get it, Ernie. One thing. One thing that happened uh, is that you see this. Uh, this the, we got another striking of the Mexican meat. Apparently, who who's got it? Alexandra Jimenez, who won that big fight the other week when when uh, uh. Franchon, uh, uh, uh when her wig came off and her and her trainer said, "You forget that wig. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want your wig or you want these belts? So you want about the Ewa Canelo?" <laughs> well, it wasn't her. It wasn't, wasn't Franchon. It was it was oh, okay. uh, it was it was the the girl who beat her. Who, if you notice, uh, uh, if you follow uh, Maurizio from the WBC, he put out. Uh, a statement affirming her because a bunch of people, including Clarissa Shields and other, were like, "Yeah, I'd like to see some paperwork that she was born a woman and blah 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 oh, blah." Geez. She's got a buzz Here cut, and so it 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 got ugly for a second, like as though the the league thought there was suspicion on whether or not what her gender was. Then, in a striking turn of events, Mauricio came out and was like, "Hey." Don't do this. He he addressed all of the boxers. He said, "Don't do this. Don't disrespect her. Don't disrespect the sport." She good won for Mauricio. Yeah. He came out and said it. Unfortunately, but also good for Maurizio, her Vada sample just came up dirty. Her post fight Vada sample just came up dirty, and she took all of her belts, which would explain a lot. And so, uh, yeah, once again, we're back to cheating. This is the theme of the the theme of the episode. Yeah, I mean, again, especially in in a sport like boxing. Cheating is literally life and death. You're literally the potential to kill somebody. We talked to Deontay Wilder about it. We talked to Bomb Squad about it, about Deontay Deontay Wilder. Because, you know, for a while, it really uh, shortened his growth as a fighter. Yeah. Because he was, he couldn't get a fight. He couldn't get any rounds. Everybody's testing dirty. Yep. And then the next thing you know, it's been nine months and he hasn't been in the ring. Yeah, because there's nobody to fight because everybody Because everybody tests dirty because they want to make sure that they got the best possible chance against the knockout artist. Right. All right, moving on. Uh, actually, the homie is in in uh, in action tonight. Uh, Ava Knight, she's a, a, a wonderful person. She's at doing Bellator tonight at the Forum uh, and on the same card as Chris Cyborg. I'm not much for MMA, but that to announce that that's happening. Two pieces that I want to cover. Uh, the last two pieces. One, 